Hey everybody, Blake with Marvel.com here, and we have a very, very, very special guest on the show. I think I've only said very, very, very once, and that's with <laughs> you. Introduce yourself. I am Alfrey Woodard, it's and Blake, I am so, <laughs> so psyched to be here. Uh, so tell me, like, we're, you're kind of just on the beginning stages of the press tour, right, for, for Luke? Well, we started this summer at Comic-Con, oh, and right. there's been some things sporadically, and then we did the TCAs, but now I am in the house, <laughs> in the Marvel Tower. So tell us about how did you kind of, you know, first get involved with, with this project? I got involved with Luke Cage, Marvel's Luke Cage, <laughs> um, when I had a meeting with Cheo and Jeff Loeb, and... You know, because it's all so secretive, there were no pages, there was no script, there was just, they want to meet you if you're interested. And of course, my management team and the agents were like, you know, Marvel does that. We don't know what it's about. We don't know what they want you to be. They just, they want to talk to you. I was like, okay, I'm game. It was secretive enough, you know, like something exciting. So I go to Soho House and uh, they tell me what Luke Cage is. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a comics person growing up. And uh, they tell me, you know, the history of Luke and Stan Lee introduced Luke in 1972 and it takes place in Harlem. Well, I also happen to love Harlem and I am a resident part-time in Harlem oh, cool. and in Los Angeles. So when I met Cheo, it all sounded very interesting. First I thought, Superhero. I thought they wanted me to be a superhero. I was like, wow, I got to be able to at least jog before the CGI takes <laughs> over. It's like, are you sure Marvel wants to talk to me? They're like, yeah, they want to talk to you. So, uh, you know, I got there and I realized it was for a politician. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Um, but Cheo, I fell in love with Cheo. He is, first of all, Cheo is his own fanboy about this. I'm so psyched. I get excited because he loves the Marvel Universe so mm. much and he grew up with that and he loves hip-hop and he's so you know he was the original hip-hop journalist he was the one that knew it was going to be that its influence globally was going to take over for decades and he is a, a a lover of Harlem the history the culture um, everything about Harlem through the decades and so what he's done is he's fused all that together. So yes, we have you know a kick-ass superhero story for all of the fans, and it delivers all of that. Yes, for people who have never thought they wanted to hear a story about a superhero, it is just a brilliant narrative, well told, and with music that actually you know the music is a character. Harlem is a major character, and then there are those people that just you know, have loved Harlem since the Renaissance. All of that informs the action. You know, when people are getting their butt kicks kicked, you know, that, that it informs that. And people who know nothing about Harlem, it's a way to introduce them to the history and also, it's just a big, you know, it's a big knock the doors in, everybody have a love fest time. If you're not sold on that, whoever's listening, I don't know what you can get sold on. Um, I mean, you're obviously you have just an amazing resume. What like four Emmys, like so many awards. You were speaking of the secrecy of Marvel. Has have you have other projects you've worked on been similar secrecy wise, or has this been a different? Blake, you know what? <laughs> Marvel should run Homeland Security. <laughs> 
<laughs> so tell me, you mentioned the, the music aspect of it. Like, can you kind of take us through some of the, a, a lot of musicians are, are guest stars on the oh, yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. In Harlem's Paradise that my cousin Cornell Stokes run, our family's empire, oh, I shouldn't say empire, our family's, you know, business stake there in Harlem is a club that everybody's going to be looking for. We loved when we were shooting in the club. It's gorgeous. It looks like a fantasy club from the 30s with a bandstand and everybody's beautiful and fabulous in there in their clothes. The extras love it because there was hot music and they just would have to dance (laughs) for 14 hours every day. And uh, Faith Evans, uh, Raphael Sadiq, all of these people came through. Method Man, well, you know Mm -hmm. this. Method Man is in the, he meets him at uh, Luke in the bodega. So there were just all of these uh, uh, really fine musicians that Cheo has known through the years that he was able to, to call in a chit on. And uh, n- not only, oh, what well, I should say, Ali, uh, Ali, is, Ali and Adrian, who are legends, although they're very young, they are our musical directors. And when you look at it, you know how a score... When you score a film, it should never get in the way. It should move the mood of of a film along, but you should never hear that score. Well, hip-hop drives us along the way that if you were walking down the street in Harlem, you're going to have a certain gait. So it just, it really places you. Oh, it's just, you know, it's exciting and... uh, and fun, and you just said, you know, people are going to be in Helsinki and in Beijing on Friday, just bopping their heads like everybody else around the world when this drops. That's awesome. And the other thing, like, I haven't seen an episode yet. They, they're so secretive. I haven't either. Like, okay, good. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it at the premiere tomorrow yep. night. Um, the reviews I've heard though have been like, this isn't just your typical like superhero show or f- even film like type of film this is like very important to kind of what's going on today can you kind of talk a little on that too well you know what you need superheroes in the places where there is confusion and mm. turmoil so it's like you know captain america all of those guys they are in places where we think and imagined scenario is there where a difficulty something that needs fixing that needs saving but with the street level heroes with daredevil with jessica jones with punisher with luke cage Mm -hmm. if they're the street level heroes they're going to be dealing with what's happening on the streets and yes ours does reflect the reality of what is happening in communities of color around the country um the, the relationship with the police and the community. Uh, and within those relationships, everybody has a different, uh, it, it is not monolithic the way people want to believe. Everybody has a different relationship. Uh, you know, one of his, one of Luke's uh, sort of tightest relationships in the community is with the Asian family that runs the, a restaurant. Uh, right on his block. And so it, it looks like reality. It looks like uh, where where you would, where a lot of people live. And then 
there is the gentrification issue. Mm. The whole world is being gentrified. Across the globe, people are being relocated and, and prices and money comes in. And so, especially Mariah, her whole thing is, you know, come to Harlem, but come to be in Harlem. Don't come to Harlem and then start a petition to get rid of the Drummond Circle, because the Drummond Circle's been here for 50 years. So there's that whole discussion that's opened up. And again, it happens in Harlem, but it's happening not just in the New York boroughs, but every town in this, in the country, you know, people, you know, that happens. People move in and out. But now with our economy, uh, money and the, the, the division between uh, the haves and haves not is so much more, the gap is wide. So it's like all of those conversations. And, and you see, you know, the police, Lieutenant and Misty, they're like, you know, there's these women running the police department. But you know what? There's another woman <laughs> that's going to ask them some questions. So you see women in, in power positions. And, and all of that's at play. And old hesitant Luke, you know, he's kind of, there's something a little feminine about him, about how hesitant <laughs> Coulter's going to kick my butt. <laughs> like being all shy and has to having to be, you know, coerced into, <laughs> you know, kicking ass. <laughs> but those women in that police department, they, they are taking care of business, although I butt heads with them. <laughs> so it's just, it's real life. And again, if you're doing street level heroes, uh, you're gonna have street level realities going on. That's awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time. I'm very excited for the show and uh, it's an honor to be speaking with you. Okay, I can't wait to talk to you after you see them. <laughs> well, you got to see it, too. I know, but I see, I'm on the road. <laughs> That's right. So I'll see two. I haven't seen them. I'll see whatever they show at the premiere right, tomorrow the night. Right, first two, yeah. And then I won't get to see them for weeks because I'm, I'm on the road. We'll talk in a couple weeks. All right. That's right. Thank you again. This was awesome. Uh, this is Marvel, your universe.